Today we come back to the book of Mark. We're now in that that moment, that week of Jesus' crucifixion, that day of Jesus' crucifixion. We looked yesterday at this moment where they hand him over to be crucified. They've put the crown of thorns on his head. They've put him in a purple robe. They've mocked him. They've mocked him. They've laughed at him. They've laughed at him. They've beat him. They've beat him. They've struck him. They've struck him. They've done all these things. And now the Bible is going to tell us that they put the cross on the back of Jesus and lead him away to be crucified. Mark chapter 15, verse 21, they forced a man coming in from the country who was passing by to carry Jesus' cross. He was Simon, a Cyrenian man, the father of Alexander and Rufus. I've always thought about this moment. First of all, you had this man named Simon. He's a Cyrenian. He's coming into town. He's probably coming by for the Passover, coming to uh, do that which uh, those in, in, in Judaism do. They go to the Passover in order to sacrifice a lamb. Uh, and so he's probably on his way to the temple complex, being that this is the day of the Passover, the day that these lambs are sacrificed. He's passing by, and as he's passing by, they're leading Jesus out. Jesus is being led out to Golgotha to die for you and me, but Jesus has already been beaten to within an inch of his life. Um, we know from other books of the Bible that he's received just the lashings and the beatings. Uh, we know that he's received the cat of nine tails. Literally, they've ripped almost every piece of flesh off of his body. I heard a preacher one time say that if you want a good, accurate picture of what Jesus would have looked like on his way to the cross, just picture a package of hamburger meat. His body has been just, just, just beaten beyond recognition. And most people doesn't, do not even live through the flogging, but Jesus is still alive. And now they've put the cross on him. He's beginning to carry it, but he's so weak from what's taken place that he cannot possibly carry it anymore. And here's Simon, the Cyrenian, coming in. And they grab him from the crowd and they place the cross on him. I've always thought to myself that Simon probably threw his hands up and said, I, I want nothing to do with this. You, you know, uh, I mean, think about it, friends. The cross is a, is a, is, is, is a uh, instrument of execution. Uh, Simon, he, he, he doesn't want to be confused for one that is condemned to be crucified. No, 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 no. I, I would, I would rather not carry that cross, but they force him. They, they put the cross on his back. And now Simon with the cross on his back and the Lord Jesus next to him is walking up Calvary, up Golgotha, hitched to the Lord Jesus Christ. I would say of all the people in Jerusalem to that day, Simon might have been the most fortunate for he was probably going to sacrifice a lamb to go home and enjoy the Passover with his family, having no idea what was about to take place in his life. But here it is. Now he is, he is, he is burdened under the cross of Christ and he's carrying it with him. He hears the Lord Jesus moan. He hears him groan. He hears him weep. He hears his prayers. He hears it all. He, he watches as this man suffers in righteousness. 
And I believe by watching the Lord Jesus suffer, Simon probably knew there's something different about this man. Even with all that's going on, he doesn't curse. He doesn't mock. He doesn't shout. He's not vile. He's not heinous. This is an innocent man. I imagine that when they get the cross to Golgotha and they, and they drop it in its spot and they, and they take the Lord Jesus Christ and they nail his nail, his hand to the cross and they nail his feet to the cross. I imagine that Simon is now walking back down Golgotha, going back down to where he's coming from and he's looking at his hands and they're covered with the blood of Christ. He's looking at his garments, blood all over him. I don't believe that, I don't believe for a moment that he went home, that he went to the temple. I believe he went home. I believe he probably ran home in fear and, and trembling, covered in blood. He probably walked in his house and his wife probably says, what happened, Simon? And he tells this story of how he's walking into town and, and, and how this, this crucified criminal is not able to carry his cross, but they put it on my shoulders and I had to carry it all the way. And you can imagine the moment of, of just fear and trembling as he, as he says, I want to get the blood off of my hands and off of my body. Throw the robe away. I don't want this, this bloody, filthy thing anymore. And there in the Bible, it tells us that Alexander and Rufus are his children. So his children are probably in the room listening to all these things happen. And they're probably stunned at the scene. His dad has come in a bloody mess. And, and, and all of this is taking place and, and he's probably telling his wife and, and his two little boys, it was just the wildest thing. They put the cross on me and, and, and this man, he never cursed, he never mocked, he, 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 never, he, he never said a word. I heard him praying to, to the Father in heaven and he was saying, not my will, but thy will be done. And, and he, was, he, was, he was crying out to the Father and, and I was hearing it all. And all I wanted to do was rescue him, but I had to carry it up the, the hill there. And then as I was walking away, I could hear the nails just driving into his fist and into his feet. And you can imagine this moment as, as Simon is telling all these things and how it's just such a, such a scene that's etched in his mind. Now fast forward three days. And old Simon wakes up and he's going about his business. And somebody comes along and says, have you heard? That man they crucified a few days ago, he's alive. People are seeing him, they're talking about him. And, and his disciples, man, there's a, there's a change in their heart. There's a change in their attitude. They ran away, but now they've reconvened. And they are preaching and teaching that this Jesus is the Son of God. And that we must repent and believe and be saved in Him. And now Simon, with his own mind and his own heart, is thinking, hey, there's no way that man is alive. I saw him crucified, but, but he's alive. And Simon... Himself comes to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, how do you know that Simon become a believer? Well, Romans chapter 16 and verse 13. In Paul's salutation and his benediction in the letter to Rome, he writes the following. He says, greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, also his mother and mine. So in the church at Rome is none other than Rufus, the son of Simon, who at some point gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ and even his mom. Do you know what that tells me? 
that old Simon gave his life to Christ. And not just Simon, but Mark was emphatic to add Alexander and Rufus's name because obviously they were major players in the early church. And what Mark is recording here is their testimony. You want to know how Alexander and Rufus came? It's because their daddy carried the cross of Jesus. And after he watched him suffer and knew that he resurrected from the dead, the whole family gave their life to Christ. Oh, friends, what a, what a story of redemption this is. And just like Simon, who was the most blessed man in Jerusalem that day because he carried the cross of Jesus, you are most blessed of all people today because you've heard the message of Christ. And today, you can give your life to him. If you've never been saved, may today be the day of salvation. Cry out to him and make him the Lord of your life. And let us know here at Flat Creek so we can come alongside of you. Just go to our website, flatcreekchurch.net, and let us know of your decision to follow him. I'm so thankful that you joined me for today's edition of New Horizons, and I look forward to joining you next time. May God bless.